0: Support for this podcast comes from SGI's training division, Learning Alliance. Tired of trying to figure out what you should train your team on every week? Do you struggle to be the dynamic trainer that elevates your team's performance while making happy customers? SGI's Learning Alliance now offers its members a turnkey 26-week training schedule with high impact sales and communication videos for your frontline employees. Turn them on once a week and watch your team transform. Training can be as easy as clicking a mouse. To download this training schedule, simply go to the Learning Alliance tab of your SGI Hub website, then click on Learning Alliance Videos. You'll find it there. Of course, your coaches are on standby if you need any assistance.
1: With every great leader, there's there's equally a great team. And for people to, to have a great company and a great culture and all those things, Understand that you have to have a great team, and you have to trust and believe in your team that they're going to perform, and that's so important. And people, that's I think that's a little bit understated because people um, feel like as a leader they're just going to they're they're going to have all the impact and they're going to um, make everything happen. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Empowerment is huge. Yes. And, Training, teaching, coaching, all those things, and then let your team perform. And that's what coaches do in sports. That's what we should do in business as well.
2: Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hey there, podcast listeners, and in particular, SGI members. I returned from our San Antonio Expo a little less than a week ago, and I'm still pumped from the experience. I'm pumped and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all the great feedback about the show. Those who stopped me are, are just so kind, so thank you for that. But what I'm truly thankful for are all the great stories I heard while in the hallways, in the sessions at dinners and yes even over a few drinks with so many of you we had over 1200 people in san antonio and nearly 400 companies in attendance i feel like each of those people each of those companies had a success story to share a story of growth and revenue or profitability a story of achieving a huge goal a story of overcoming a massive challenge and when you hear stories such as those It can't help but make you thankful to be part of this organization, this SGI family. So many of you go above and beyond to help one another, to help SGI. It's motivating. It's moving. So thank you for your stories. I look forward to telling many of them soon. Now, today's show, it ties in beautifully with talking about success stories. To have a successful business, there are many different elements that must exist within it. Three of the most important are knowing your numbers, building a strong culture, And that typically means having exceptional leadership. And those are three core elements of every successful business must have. And that's what we're gonna talk about with SGI coach, Chris Nelson. As you will learn, Chris has retail operations management and leadership ingrained in his business background. He brings all that he's learned over the 17 plus years to help SGI members today. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Chris Nelson and I hope you take away another two. Chris, thank you so very much for, for joining me today on today's show. Uh, for those tuning in that have not had the pleasure of meeting you, could you please share uh, with everyone your name and uh, your role with SGI?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm Chris Nelson. Uh, I am an airtime coach here at SGI. I've been, been with the, the company for several months now and I'm enjoying every minute of it. So
2: Excellent. And uh, you got a unique background before... Uh, getting into the contractor space, what were you doing previously? So, uh,
1: my path is a little unconventional. I uh, I uh, worked in uh, hospitality for 17 years and mm-hmm. uh, worked my way into several leadership positions throughout that time. Um, mm-hmm. And funny enough, that wasn't what my goal when I started out. I, mm-hmm. I got a degree in biology. Oh. yeah. So, so um, kind of weird in that sense, but, With uh, you know, with the time that I spent in hospitality, I learned uh, a variety of different things uh, about running a business, and so it really translates well to um, to SEI and what we're trying to do for the members. So that's kind of where I'm at now, and that's kind of why we're talking today is uh, to go over some of those things that that I've learned over the years.
2: Absolutely, yeah, uh, I'm sure there's you know a lot of what we talk about is. People management, right? And I'm sure there was lots of lessons learned in people management, working in hospitality. Uh, I'm sure there were some challenges that had to be overcome over the years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been, um, you know, no, no business is perfect. Sure. And regardless of whether you're a $1 billion business or a $500,000 business, you're always going to have things to work on. You're always going to have challenges in your business. So. And that's kind of one of the things that I like to stress with with the members, uh, because, you know, some of my members that I talk to on a regular basis uh, are those bigger companies. But there's always things to work on. And uh, regardless of whether it's, um, you know, culturally or uh, you're managing the numbers or anything in between. So. um, So, yeah, you can you can
2: always have find something to, to improve on. For sure. For sure. Uh, today we're we're going to talk about um, a couple of core concepts that you know we we traded emails back and forth trying to figure out what specific our specifically our message would be and um, there was three things you said you were passionate about and that's knowing your numbers, uh, building a strong company culture and the value and necessity really of, of leadership and communication, uh, in in your business and and you know I really thought they they kind of speak well as core concepts that every strong business I've ever uh, you know, owner. I've talked to or interviewed over the years, and I've been doing this a long time. They they all seem to have those three things under control, because if you don't, there's really no no long term growth that's a that's you know possible. And it was interesting. I I you know after we'd come up with our topic, I was I was talking with Abigail Chen, our director of operations, the other day. For those who don't know her, and uh, she was meeting with a, a very large uh, airtime member, newer member, but very large and uh, they were going over uh, his budget and she just was like wow you know for a guy this size he just didn't know his numbers at all and i bring up that 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 short short story just to make the simple point i think in our industry so many contractors just get you know sucked into this idea that all they need to do is make more sales have drive revenue uh if they sell more all the problems go away but that's not really the case and i think you've you've probably seen that as well right chris
1: yeah absolutely um I've always kind of lived by a motto uh, that you should work to grow your top line, but you really need to manage the bottom line. And uh, if you don't have if you don't have those two things working in conjunction, yeah, I mean, revenue and you'll see it with the bigger companies. Revenue can 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 cover up some deficiencies. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Um, you know, your, your goal is to flow that money, right? And the, 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 the ultimate goal is to flow that money. And deficiencies in a large business might be covered up, but there's so much opportunity there that you might be missing out on. Um, and I go back to my past life. Uh, I previously worked for Topgolf for five years. Mm-hmm. And the first venue I worked at was a smaller footprint venue. It was about half the size of the second one I worked at, uh, revenue-wise. Yeah. And it really, really um, made me and, and the rest of the team really hone in on how to flow that money and and make and make the best of every opportunity that we had because we just didn't have the revenue. And you'll and when I transitioned over to the larger uh, venue, uh, the the higher revenue venue, it, 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 those 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 core that core foundation transferred over and transitioned over Mm -hmm. and we ultimately ended up being one of the the highest prop the most profitable um venues in the company because of that and just yeah it just speaks to the fact that regardless of how big or small you are you really have to manage that bottom line and, and and have a grip on what is going on with where your money's going so
2: I'm interested by that, and and kind of take this this conversation off of the path for a bit. But I, I just <laughs> under the impression Top Golf just printed money. But uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm teasing. But yeah. so to to have that really profitable location, what were some of the things you guys did? Uh, just intrigued that maybe some of the other locations did not do. Were you just more mindful of waste or or uh, labor hours or or what what was it? Yeah,
1: I mean it's a combination of all those things, uh, but. You know we we talk about uh kind of putting it in perspective of uh i like to i like to use sports analogies quite a bit and if uh, if you're coaching a team and uh, you make all your adjustments after the game's over uh-huh. then you have no opportunity to make an impact in that game and win that game, right? right. And it, 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 it translates over to the business side of things too. I mean, if you're not managing and, and reviewing your p l each and every month, um, you're not going to be able to see the impact uh, in your business for that year. And you I mean in some sense you're going to lose at the end of that year because there's so much opportunity that you take advantage of if you're managing that P l and looking at it each and every month. And so I guess kind of to put it in, to give an example of that, um, you know, shoulder months, we're in March and April right now, right? And we see an opportunity with our club memberships. Right. And we don't, we see that our revenue has struggled this month because of our club memberships. Well, we don't really make any adjustments. Maybe we run uh, some sort of, uh, some sort of, um, thing for uh those busy months where um are you know like a contest and uh run those run that contest for the busy months and make sure that we're boosting up those clubs for the fall right? right well if we don't make that adjustment and see those things then in the fall we're going to run into that same struggle and then at the end of the year you're going to see well we didn't maximize that revenue in the fall that we could have if we had Kind of analyze that in the spring so it really just comes down to each and every month looking at those things and diving in so very
2: good yeah what what are some let's talk you know some PL, some you know numbers being the, a big thing that we talk about uh you that you're passionate about it i know SGI, we talk about it you know right away with with new members the importance mm-hmm. of, of really digging in it's i know so many of our especially smaller members they their numbers are well I have this watch in the checking account, and that tells yeah. me if I'm making money, right? So, well, that's good. Right. So, what what are some key metrics or percentages, uh, you know, contractors should be monitoring to see if they truly are making money, you know, bottom line money at the end of uh, each month?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I talk to members, I think the the thing that I like them to focus on really is that gross margin,
2: mm-hmm. and.
1: If that margin is not at that fifty percent number that we want it to be, or something close to that, um, you're not giving yourself a fighting chance, right? Because the overhead uh, expenses, the, the operating expenses that each company faces, are going to be a little bit different based on the size, right? right? But and you can manage those because you know you're always going to be spending money on on your utilities, on your building, depending on the size, you know, uh, your trucks. Um, depreciation. All those things are going to factor in, but you can have the biggest impact on what's above that gross margin line uh, immediately. And if, you, and if you're not looking at those things and not able to, to hit those margins, mm-hmm. you're not giving yourself a fighting chance for profitability at the end of the day. So I really like them to focus on those things and that you know that includes your big field labor number, that, in, that includes your, your materials, that includes your, your, your cost of uh, parts as well. Yep. All those things factor in the cost of doing the job. And yep. one thing to think about when you're looking at that is there's multiple different ways you can kind of attack that and, and, and improve on that. It can be anything from pricing, mm. the behaviors, uh, with it, with your team, um it can it can be um, some of the some of the vendors, maybe you're overspending in some area, and you need to look at that. There's mm-hmm. so many different ways you can approach that to have an impact. And so that's what I love about it is those numbers will tell you a story, and then you can kind of manage your business and and um, adjust and and improve on things based on what that story tells you.
2: Yeah. No, that's that's a lot of good insight right there. And you're right. It, uh, it, it does tell a story. And, <clears throat> I, you know, I just was talking to uh, a member not long ago and, you know, uh, he was an HVAC member and and he just said, you know, I, before getting with the group and kind of learning what my numbers needed to be, I, I just, I went back and I looked at some of my old jobs and I'm like, holy cow, I used to basically lose money on jobs. I didn't even realize it. You know, he just, he just valued productivity. And he thought, if I'm busy I'm busy enough. I'll make money, and that's just not the case. And um, so, for someone, yeah, let's 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 dig, just dig in a little bit. Um, you know, labor percentage is just a huge thing. It controls obviously gross margin. That's part of it there. What what are some things people do, can do to maybe get their labor percentage a bit more in line with what our model says? Uh, you know, and so our guys can get a little bit more productive, or you know, maybe not use as much waste as much time. And what are what are some things? Uh, contractors can do to, to get that labor percentage in, in control.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways you can approach it. Of course, the big one we always talk about is, are you priced right? Right. And so, um, and if you're not priced right, you're never gonna, you're never gonna be able to, to stand a fighting chance to hitting that labor percentage. Uh-huh. But outside of that, there's so many other things that, that can impact labor um one of them could be you're short staffed and you're running your guys um, right. ragged you know overtime pays time and a half and for the the amount of overtime you you pay you might want to think about well can i afford to bring on another uh, another uh employee right. and i know there's challenges with that and, and a lot of them are facing the fact that they're shorthanded and i understand that. Sure. Um, but if you if you're not facing that challenge and you just think well I'm going to run overtime because I think it's it's gonna it's gonna benefit me in the long run it not might not necessarily be that case because a like I said you're paying time and a half b are you getting the the, the productivity out of those guys that are working 60, 50, 60 hours a week versus right. an additional person where they're all working forty they're getting their rest they have. Um, their their life outside of work is better you know all those things can can impact their productivity yeah. and then that leads me to the last one is are they being efficient with the job and then that just comes with the training you know when we talk about ride-alongs we talk about the training um on, on a daily weekly basis uh, whether it's technical or soft skills or what what have you um and and being efficient and then and then being detailed so that's the last one. Is is are they doing the jobs to your expectation and minimizing those callbacks? Because that's going to impact um, labor when you're going back to uh, a higher percentage of houses that you've already done work on, mm-hmm. and now you're just making up for things that that potentially could have been fixed the first time. So yeah. there's a, there's so many different ways you can you can manage it. Absolutely.
2: No, that's that's good insight. You know, I think and sometimes. I know it's very counterintuitive for our people, but it's okay to say no, not to take 50 jobs in one day, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you get a good dispatcher to, to to, uh, for him or her to understand what the really good opportunities are and and make sure those are priority, you know, booked, and then see if someone can move their appointment. So, you know, a lot of it is that as well, it's just trying to manage what the calls that you get and realize you don't have to, you know, run to every single one every day, because you're right, you're just going to kill your people and you're going to, Pay more than you need to. And uh, yeah, lots of lots of ways to manage that. Um, you know, a big part, you know, sales, knowing your numbers, you know, operational excellence, these are all critical factors to, to a business's success. But, you know, bottom line, <clears throat> we are in a people business. And to achieve, you know, long-term stable success, you know, you have to have good people on your team and they have to be inspired and, and really wanting to work for you. So. Um, Christian, in your, you know, in your time with us and in talking with lots of of big and good businesses, how do the very best service companies kind of create a place where people love to come to work? You know, where they feel connected to the business and they and when the business wins, they feel like they win. So how do you create that connection?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that we, we can dive into here, but I think it starts with what's the, you know, What's the common purpose of your business? What's what's your core vision? What's your core? and we talk about this all the time. You know, core values, mission, mission statement, vision statement, and you know we don't say those just just to say them. Those those can be so impactful to a business, uh, right. and having everybody understand. Um, what what that common purpose is, right? We always used to call it, uh, everybody's arrow should be pointing north, right? And mm. If you have some people going in different directions on that compass, it's just gonna, it could create tension, it leads to inefficiencies, and ultimately you don't know what your, people that see your business from the outside don't understand what your business is all about and who you are all about. So. That's where it really starts for me.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Minuteman Press to Pair. Minuteman Press to Pair is a complete marketing service provider offering professional design and direct mail services. We have extensive knowledge and experience in the residential service industry, as Minuteman Press to Pair has been helping SGI members with price guides, inspection forms, club materials, postcards, and more since 2001. Minuteman Presta Pair is the only Minuteman location affiliated with the SGI Preferred Partner Network, providing you with member rebates and discounts. Call Denise today for more information at 877-203-4769.
2: Welcome back to the show. You're listening to my conversation with Chris Nelson, a success coach with SGI, as we talk about the three core elements of every successful business. In the first half of our chat, Chris talked about the importance of knowing your numbers daily so you can make adjustments daily, ultimately resulting in a more successful week, month, and then year. Chris also shared some insights on how you can probably get your most important number right, and I'm of course referring to your gross margin. And in part two of my conversation with Chris, he will dig deeper into what it takes to build a strong culture, and no surprise, it involves intentional and clear communication and strong leadership. And typically, it's the small interactions that occur daily with your team that mean the most. It's not always those big things. So let's jump back into the conversation and learn what Chris has to share with us. Just in talking with, uh, you know, some, you know, like uh, Jimmy Dale, Baker Brothers, who's an investor in SGI, been a member for I don't know, 12, 15 years. He, he always talked about with Baker Brothers, you know, which is, a, you know, I think there's 60 or 70 million dollars this year that they use your core values as a way to help managers decide on what they need to do. You know, they don't, they don't need to run up the chain of command to make a decision. They go, does this decision fit within our core values and what we stand for as, as an organization? And if it's, you know, yes, then go ahead and move forward. If no, then you know how, to, then you should be able to understand what to do next. So you're right. I think, you know, core values and, and mission and your mission statement kind of drives everything. Um, and it's kind of like the heart of your, of your culture. Um, at least I've seen that in, in really successful companies. Um, but you know this idea of culture again. It, it's it's kind of a, an abstract um, thing. You know, I, I to me, great culture you, is something that's kind of sensed, right? You walk into a, a, an organization or a, a place of work, and you can just get a feeling for places that have a great culture. There's just a, a positive vibe to it. Um, what what are some ways? So you so you create you create this core value, these core values. You have a mission statement. Um, yeah, obviously you need to communicate that to your people so they understand what it is. But how, how else do you create this this idea of culture, good culture in a business? What are some things you've seen?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, there's some of it's tangible, some of it's not. Right. But at the end of the day, it really it really starts with the leadership and putting thought and effort into what that looks like. Right. And so. Um, you know, company outings are a great way to, 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 to build the team influence, you know, but that's, you know, that's, that's big picture, right? There's so many small things. Like one of the things that's big for me when I come into, when I come into work is I want to make sure I want to try and make sure that I say hi and, and and greet everybody that I see in the morning. Mm -hmm. And. Bring a little bit of energy to the office, right? And so, if I'm walking into the office and I sit in my chair and just go to work, <laughs> you know, it's it's a quiet place, Bob. It really is. So, right. um, so you know, that's that's where it's you know, that's those are the things. And and there's so many things. So, like, think about somebody comes into work and uh, you know they they just found out their their mom went into the hospital or something like that
2: yeah
1: there's two approaches you can take to that right uh, oh i'm sorry and you know i hope she gets better et cetera, et cetera. right or you know and i've seen this in, in my past is hey take the day off call your mom do you need a do you need a week to go see her do you need a visitor we'll handle things here right. and allow them to put family first right and then yeah. they see that come from you and then and then in addition, maybe you send flowers to the hospital or something like that. Like those are things that take thought, take work and take energy. Yes. But there's they can be so much more impactful, right? Yes. Yep. And you can do things like celebrating birthdays. You know, we talk about all the time um, in those group in those group huddles in the mornings is how are we celebrating wins with, with the team? Who's doing great and what do those things look like? Um, and, you know, I could go on and on and on, but it's all those things. And it's just being cognizant of mm-hmm. how you're perceived. But then again, you know, it filters back to what is, what do I want my company to be um, to, to be viewed as from an employee standpoint, from an outsider's perspective? And what do I want to be viewed as? And that's really what it boils down to. And I know none of us want to be viewed as the, the fearmonger um, that uh, that comes down on everybody and just wants excellence <laughs> and just wants everything to be perfect. You know, none of us want that. And so yeah. you really have to be cognizant of how that perception is.
2: Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, we talk to uh, <clears throat> in our training with with technicians. We talk about the value of and the importance of of strong body language and upbeat attitudes. And and really, it it should go to owners and leaders of businesses as well. When you walk in. To your earlier thought when you walk into the business, how are you holding yourself? Are you, are you smiling at everyone? Are you saying good morning? You know, are you bringing that vibe where people aren't ducking you in a cube? <laughs> you know? yeah. Like who yeah. wants to work in a place where you got to dive under a desk? Cause you don't want to say hi to the guy who's, who's your leader. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a ton of value in that. And then, um, you know, the other thing you brought up, I think really that I, I know that great companies do is celebrating the little wins, you know, in those training meetings, uh, great companies go over the scoreboard numbers and, and, Really celebrate the, the wins um, and keep it positive, and they make the person stand up and embarrass. You know, I, I say embarrass them, but make them feel good, right? Even they, you know, they get a little turn a little red, but you know what does feel good to be recognized and 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 I think also the idea of just telling your people thank you whenever you know you get a chance to get together with them and you oh. know just saying hey, you guys are, are hitting your numbers and, and you know we're getting great reviews. Thank you for all your hard work. It's we know it's not. It's not easy, so it's not. You're right. It's those company outing things are fun, but it's the little stuff I think that really touches people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I'd like to add to that is just get to get to know your people from an individual standpoint. And you know, we talk about those monthly one on ones, um, uh, but you know, just small little conversations, side sidebar conversations, sometimes will be helpful. Um, I go back to um, my days at Top Golf, and I, I had one associate that um, and we love to to kind of pump people up and in, in these uh, these uh, pre shifts is what we call them and mm-hmm. um, celebrate wins well I had one particular associate who was a little bit on the shy side and didn't mm-hmm. really want that public recognition yeah and so with conversations with her I figured out how to 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 best you know, invigorate her to, 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 to want to be at top off and want to work. And it wasn't by having these big grandiose ce- celebrations for her it was just having those little sidebar. Thank you for doing this. This is, yeah. this is, this, I want you, I want you to know, we appreciate all the hard work you do yeah. specifically to something she did on a certain day or something, but it is really about getting to know your people because not everybody, um, you know, responds in the same way in, in that sense either, so.
2: No, no, that's a really good point, but, and, and it speaks to, you know, the, the value of taking your time and, and getting to know your people. That, that's great. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's what, what takes to make someone feel good about work that day is the understanding it's the, it's the personal one-on-one interaction that, I mean, that's all that much more powerful because that person will be even more motivated than if you you had him or her stand up. Um, so, yeah, so basically at the core of, of, of great culture is, is great leadership. And, uh, and and so just be interested because I think all of us that have, have been working for long enough and, and have been in, in successful organizations, we can think of certain leaders uh, and it might even be from school, coaches or teachers that that made a big impact. Uh, can you think of anyone just interested in your life or that's that, you know, really uh, what they're, what they taught you and how they acted and treated you um impacted how you work and at app today,
1: yeah. I mean, so I would probably point to probably the my last three um, leaders, direct reports, whatever you want to call them. That, you know I would throw Abigail in that boat as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the big things that 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 stuck with me is how great of a communicator they were. Right. Um, and the fact that they all have a vision, right? And so um, they understand who they are, what they want to be, what they want their department or company to be, mm. and where they're going. And they communicated that on a consistent basis, not only to me, but to the entire team. And uh-huh. it really makes a difference because everything, like I said before, you know, the everybody's arrow pointing north, if that leader, is, does not communicate that vision properly. Yep. Not every you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing and and not really sure how to proceed when it comes to the day to day operations. So it's important to, to to keep everyone informed, keep everyone on the same page, and communicate that daily.
2: That's um, true. So go ahead. Oh no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say, that's a really good point. Cause I think what happens all too often, and especially service businesses, um, if, if the owner, if the leader doesn't communicate the big goal, like this, these are the goals we have. And, and this is what we're trying to do to accomplish those. And here's a status every, every couple weeks or a, m- a month or so. And, and this is what, you know, this is how it'll benefit you too. This, here's a big carrot. Like it just comes, the job becomes mundane. I have to book so many calls today. I have to uh, flip so many leads today. I have to have an average ticket of this. I have to have, you know, and, and then it just gets, there's a lot less, um, I don't know, you just don't feel like you're working towards something. You're just trying to check a box. So I think that's great to, you know, setting goals and, and communicating them and, and 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 letting everyone know where we are. I think it's just such a huge thing. Um, you're right on the on money with that. So um, if, if a member asked you, because we get get some of these people that uh, never really had to manage many people. Maybe they they've kind of been a one guy in a truck, or they've had a few employees, but they aspire to to uh, to build a real big business. And it, over time, but um, if a member asks you how they can improve their leadership and their communication capabilities, what's something you might advise them to do? Well, I think
1: from from my experience, the 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 the, the two things that I really focused on was my one-on-one communication skills Mm, mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen overnight right your conversations whether they're difficult whether they're coaching conversations whether they're uh, monthly reviews annual reviews those those things don't just organically become great right so it's having those conversations um, and in those conversations, really ask at the end of the conversation, "What else can I do for you? What, what, what do you need from me to make your job easier, make your job better?" Right. And get some get some feedback from them on on how you're communicating, how the conversation is going. Um, ultimately, you know, you you are the leader, and you are the one that's going to be coaching them and making those decisions, but for you to be an effective communicator, you really need to get that feedback from them. And then analyze yourself, you know, like an- analyze yourself after after a conversation. How did it go? Did it go well? Were there opportunities? What were those opportunities? How can I make adjustments next time so that that becomes a more effective conversation and they get more out of it? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've really focused on. The other one was, uh, and and this is something I really didn't touch on on, on in your previous question, but how do you present yourself? You know, how, how, how do you command a room? How do you lead by example? And you really have to be an effective communicator in front of a large group and really, and really hone in on that. And that takes time as well. You know, it's your, your body posture, how you're talking, you know, Um, are you, do you have an agenda or you just, talking off the cuff, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes when you do that, it, it can give the appearance of, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what the company is doing. <laughs> right. Nothing and inspires
2: so, confidence like someone who's muttering up in front of uh, 30 people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 100%. So, so yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to be organized and you, and, it, and it takes practice. You know, I'm learning something each and every time I get in front of a group and and I get feedback from, from my fellow coaches I get feedback from Abigail because I want to be as the best that I possibly can be for for the members you know and I want to be able to to, to have an impact in, in what I'm teaching them and, and make sure that they're receiving the message and so it's it's, it's very similar to somebody that's leading a company uh, they have to they have to be able to um, take feedback um, receive positive constructive and and a little bit of criticism and and you know kind of hone in on that and 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 that will help in the long run for sure so
2: that's good stuff no I, I'm glad you brought up the one-on-ones and and the individual conversations I know that's something we've really tried to stress the last couple of years um, but you know and in, in doing it regularly and, and even if you're an owner of a large business listen to this that uh, in the biggest companies we work with 80 you know, $80 million plus, they they have, you know, trickle down management talks to the people that they're responsible for uh, at least once a week, just to, a check in, you know, and just to see how mm-hmm. they're doing, and ask a few questions, uh, because it communicates so much, first, that you care, second, what's going on with them, how can, you, like you said, how can we better serve you so you can do your job better, um, and it really, you're right, that, that idea of, of regular communication really builds Uh, a strong culture because uh, again those employees see that you care about their their uh, development just care about them as a person and uh and when people are happier with where they work they're more productive it just it just is a fact so good stuff there chris so uh just hey last last question for you is just any last parting advice for for listeners on how to become you know better stewards of their numbers how to create a stronger culture or how to be a better leader just anything in general
1: yeah so couple things. Um, I think one thing uh, everybody should understand is like I said before, no matter how well you're running your numbers, no matter how much you've worked on your culture, no matter how much you've worked on being a great leader, you're still gonna run into bumps down the road and you're still gonna have um, things to work on. What's great about SGI is we have so many different tools. We have great coaches there to help you along the way. And I would just advise everyone to 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 stay committed and stick to the program mm-hmm. and and stay in contact with us, stay in time contact with the community yes. um, because you're you know all those all those tools there and all those outlets for um, for more knowledge on how to run your business are there. You just have to use them. Yep. The, the other thing I would say is and this goes back to the leadership conversation that we were having is with every great leader there's there's equally a great team. And for people to to have a great company and a great culture and all those things, understand that you have to have a great team and you have to trust and believe in your team that they're gonna perform. And And that's so important. And people, that's, I think that's a little bit understated because people um, feel like as a leader, they're just going to, they're, they're going to have all the impact and they're going to um, make everything happen. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Empowerment is huge and training, teaching, coaching, all those things, and then let your team perform. And that's what coaches do in sports. That's what we should do in business as well.
2: No, that's a really good point. And, and um, empowering people to, to do their jobs and to do well and then understanding sometimes, and I, I, I don't want to end this on a negative note, but it, it, sometimes you just understanding that you don't have the right people on on the bus. And I know we see that a lot um, with, with new members that come in and, and maybe they're changing disciplines from, i was just thinking of serious plumbing and, and air conditioning who I interviewed and, and we featured last week. They had managers that just did not want to do, uh, you know, didn't want to do retail work, which is what we are. Yeah. And sometimes you can have and they had conversations with the managers over and over and over about this is where we're going to go. And this is what we need to do. And ultimately, the managers left. And uh, but as a result, their business got better. They actually were able to elevate technicians that that were bought in and understood how to communicate. And they saw some some potential in them and they had become great managers and they had younger people, newer people to to move up into the technician's roles from, let's say apprentices. And it's just the progression. So yeah, you're absolutely right. right. You know, empower your people and then also make sure you have the right people on the bus. Cause uh, it, you know, one doesn't work without the other. So I couldn't um, agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I know you had a busy week last week with EP and, and helping lots of members. And uh, I know you've got pro- probably plenty of phone calls that you could be uh, taking right now to help people. So, Thanks for uh, taking some time with me. I appreciate it. Bob, I appreciate it as always. All right, buddy. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with a merchant fee that fits yours. Visit www.toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a production of the Kila Investment Group, LLC, All Rights Reserved 2021.